Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Of course, we are uh, here on Steelers Nation Radio. And as soon as we start the show, I get an unknown caller call, as usual. <laughs> Somebody from... Uncommon. Colo, Iowa. Colo, wow, Iowa. How about that? Yeah, I'm sure it's very never important. heard of that. Yeah, never heard of that sound. So I'm sure it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, anyways, Matt, it's it's the list time of year, as usual. Isn't the Ravens mid round pick Charlie Kohler from Iowa? He may be. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's calling you. Uh, but Matt, yeah. I, I found a uh, I found a thing on CBSSports.com where they, okay. they rank the head coaches. Uh, Interesting. Top 32 head coaches in the league. And so I thought we'd go over that here to start the show today. Uh, that's always interesting. It always gets people talking. This was by Cody Benjamin on, on uh, CBSSports.com. Okay. Uh, 32 to 1 or 1 to 32? It's 32 to 1, actually. They do it the way we would do it. That's and the way so, I would do it. Number 32 on their list. This is kind of rough, rough on this guy. The new guys, I don't think, count here. They have Lovey Smith at 32. Ooh, that's, a, that's an ouch. I mean, because he's been around the block. I mean, he's 89 87 career record. So he's got a winning career record. He's been to a, he's coached a team to a Super Bowl. As I say, he's been to a he, Super Bowl. He can't he's be well 30. respected. He can't be 32. He can't be 32. No. I mean, frankly, the guys have never coached in the league before have, have to, to be, be below Lovey right. Smith. And they are all an incomplete or whatever. Or I would I would rank 24 coaches or include Josh McDaniels because I've seen him be a head coach. But this isn't like college where you watch a quarterback and project into the pros. If he's never been a head coach before, he can't be ranked in my opinion. And you also can't just put Lovey Smith at 32 because you think the Texans are the worst team. It stole the words out of my mouth. I mean, it's not, boy, you're not going to win any games this year, so you're the worst coach in the league. I do believe, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think Lovey Smith is just a placeholder there until yeah. Josh McCown is ready or frankly, it looks better in the public eye, you know, to give him a job you know, with the Rooney rule situation and the Lovey Smith's just kind of a culture builder placeholder and really is a defensive coordinator, but he's not a bad coach. No, he's a, again, he's got a winning career record in 12. This is his 12th season as a head coach. Right. That's like, right. You know I mean? So if Josh McCown becomes the head coach next year, he would kill to have a winning record over 12 years. Right. 
you know. So at 31, they have Matt Eberflus. I'm sorry, I can't put Matt Eberflus ahead of Lovey Smith. I just can't. None of the incomplete guys I can't. And I don't understand Lovey at 32. But let's not spend a lot of time, I guess, on the new hires. Right. Who knows? I mean, being a defensive coordinator is much different than running an organization. At 30, he has Dan Campbell. I think that's harsh. I mean, he's new, He's, but I think that team has done positive things since he's been there. Yeah, but the bottom line, he is 8-20-1 eight, as, uh, as a head coach. So he has, oh, I forgot. He, he has one he year in, in Detroit. He was an yeah. interim, yeah. He was an interim as well in 2015. With the Saints, I think. Yeah. At 29 is Arthur Smith. Yeah, it wasn't a good first year. It was okay. I, I think they won more games than I thought they would. They won more than their talent suggested. Yeah. I think they were, what, seven and nine, I think? Or sir, seven and seven ten. Seven and ten, yeah. Yeah. And that of what we think might be the worst roster in the league right now. I mean, he's yeah, I don't, they, won't, they won't get the seven wins this year. I don't think so. But I like the hire at the time. I'm going to put a little bit of credence to that. At 28 is Matt Rule. Now, I, I'm sorry, but Lovey Smith's a better coach than, than either one of those two guys. Matt Rule... <laughs> Would kill to have a career like Lovey Smith has. I mean, he's teetering on the edge of getting fired. Far, yeah. Yeah. He's the far and away bet, uh, shortest odds in Vegas right now to be the first guy to fire. Yeah. He's, he's 10 and 23 in his first two seasons. Number yeah. 27 is Robert Sala. Hmm. I don't know where I'd. It's, it's, it, yeah. It's, it's tough because it, they. Um, they don't have a good roster, or at least didn't last right. year. Right. If they don't take a nice step forward, I mean, at least six wins, no longer a garbage team this year, I'll probably be pretty harsh on Sala. Yeah, no, I agree. It's Number, time yeah. for him and his quarterback to take a step forward. Yeah. Number 26 is Dennis Allen. Super well respected. I think he has a stint as a head coach somewhere. Right? He's eight and twenty-eight. Is this, this is going to be his fourth year? Wow! So with okay. Three previous uh, times as a head coach. He had, some of that was, you know, in New Orleans. Some of that, of course, with uh, the, mm-hmm. with the Raiders as yeah, well. Yeah, the Raiders for a while. Um, he's got a two twenty-two winning percentage. That's not so great. That's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by all accounts, he's well respected in the Saints organization. It was an easy hire to bump. You know, go from Peyton to him. And people have faith, but you can't dismiss that track record. No, you cannot. That's pretty bad. At 25 is Josh McDaniels. Bad first stint. He's got an 11 and 17 career record. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though, that, that it seems like he's favoring some of the offensive guys over the defensive guys. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I think I would really, it isn't probably fair, but I would hold it in the positive column for McDaniels that he's turned down some jobs. You know, he's been sought after for a while. Doesn't mean he'd been good at them, but he, you know, he's been a hot name for a long time. Yeah. He probably should have taken that Colts job. Yeah. He'd be in a much better spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then he has the new kids on the block ahead of all those guys and Eberflus. So I don't know how you – so he's got Kevin O'Connell at 24. Doesn't have much of a track record. I mean, he's he 37 – yeah, 37 hire. years old. Right. Three, three seasons as a coordinator. 
I don't know if he can coach or not. He didn't even call plays with the Rams. Right. I mean, I know he's well-respected and was drafted by the Patriots in the third or fourth round or whatever, but we'll see. Uh, he would be a total incomplete for me. Number 23 is Nathaniel Hackett. Similar. Very similar. Yeah, very um, similar. Yeah. Uh, number 22 is Brian Dayball. I think he's going to be a good head coach. I mean, never meeting these people, of course, this is tough, but he – I think was overqualified to become a head coach when he did but it's still new right 21 is mike mcdaniel and i don't <laughs> i don't know man yeah. i'll be honest i mean i i've not been impressed i've been around him mm-hmm. and i'm just not impressed i mean and he, he may be the smartest guy in the room and that's great right that doesn't always translate into leading a football team i mean he comes across as a very high iq guy but that doesn't mean you're the general fighting the army through the mud you know what i mean like i i think that's a interesting hire and i'm putting as positive a spin as i can on it yeah no i agree but what's odd though is those first five or six guys basically the nature of the article is saying these guys are terrible coaches because they're below guys i know the new guys yeah right 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 right. i just know they're and matt eberfluss yeah Yeah, it's a little rough on him too (laughs) right yeah um, I, I don't know. Okay, so now we're into the guys who are current who have been head coaches before. Okay, I think now it gets kind of serious. I mean, we're fighting over things below. Yeah, number 20 has Todd Bowles. Okay, I'm a little biased because Todd was our defensive back coach when I was with the Browns, and I have a lot of faith in him to do just fine, especially in the situation that he inherited in Tampa Bay, which is phenomenal. I mean, Brady's really the leader anyway. But Todd was pretty rough with the Jets. Yeah, he had one season uh, with more than five wins in five years with the Jets. Yeah. I mean, I think, gonna... I think he's a decent, Go pretty good coach. I think he got the most out of that Jets roster because mm-hmm. I don't think they had much talent. And I think if we're having this conversation next year at this time, he'll Don't probably be him. he'll probably be somewhere in the top 10 because the Buccaneers will have had a good year. And right, suddenly, I mean, there'll be a playoff team. Suddenly, Todd Bowles, wow, he's really good. Look what he did with that team. Okay. I could coach. Right, right, right. You know. Exactly. I mean, I, I almost feel the same way about Robert Salah, too. Like, being the Jets head coach in that market with a losing environment isn't really the best chance of success. No, I, I agree completely. Number 19, this is rough. Ron Rivera. That's rough. That poor guy has had to be like owner, GM, psychologist, head coach, play caller. You know, uh, they put a lot of things on his plate in Washington in one of the most dysfunctional environments in the league. And he's made it respectable. I mean, it's better now than when he got there. But he'd be one of my first hires. I don't think so. But boy, he's dealing with a disastrous situation pretty much. Absolutely. I I agree. Number 18, I do kind of agree with this one. Mike McCarthy. That's about where I'd have him, too. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you, you want to talk about, you know, people will get on Mike Tomlin. Well, look at his playoff record, all that stuff. Mike McCarthy's 10 and 9 in the playoffs. He had Aaron Rodgers yeah, for yeah. all those years. 100%. And I'm not exactly sure what his forte is, too. Like, he came up as... 
quarterback whisperer, offensive play caller. But now he doesn't even do that in Dallas. You know, I mean, that is uh, yeah. what's his face more. Yeah. I haven't seen innovative or new things from McCarthy in a long time, you know, and maybe yeah, ever, and maybe <laughs> ever. Right. I'm not quite sure. I don't quite get it. This one I agree with as well. This, this is actually a good ranking for this guy. 17 is Brandon Staley. Yeah. You hope the arrow is pointing up if you're the chargers, <clears throat> but if I can only go after what I know to, you know, as from what I saw what last I year, saw. absolutely. Right. Right. And Boy, I mean, he's going to be somewhere different this time next year. If the Chargers miss the playoffs, I don't care if they're, you know, uh, one, you know, the fifth tiebreaker away and they don't go to the postseason, he's going to be lower on this list. But if they're converting fourth downs and are winning the, the West, well, then he's going to be yeah. the new whiz kid. In the know? AFC Championship, everybody, well, look at this. Is how, this is how you do it. Brandon Staley did right, it. Right, right, right. But the year before it didn't work. Yeah, not so great. <laughs> At 16 is Nick Sirianni. I don't have a strong feel for him, to be honest. I don't, I don't either, although I, I will give him credit for coming up with an off, offense that fits yes. Jalen Hurts. That's not easy to do. He, she switched on the fly. Like, if we were covering the Eagles all preseason, we would have been talking about – we wouldn't have been talking about a run-centric team. I mean, he did that a month or so into the year around his personnel – I just feel like he kind of fell into an environment that was already set for him, and he's, you know, paddling the ship just fine. But that is a good point. Yeah, uh, that goes back to the old, you know, Mike Tomlin or Bill Cowher, one with the previous coaches' players. Every coach does. Every it. coach does, right? Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. I can't argue with this one either. Fifteen. He has Zach Taylor. I might even be lower. I don't know if he's a good coach or not. Pre-Burrow, I think he'd be 30. Yeah, I mean, he was basically – if he had been with another franchise, he probably got fired. Yeah. In his I, after the first two seasons. I 100% agree with that, yes. Because they were just off – you know, his second season, they earned the first overall pick. His, his, mean, first, his first season great. there – his first season there, they weren't much better, and he didn't take over a, a franchise. I mean, they had been a, a, around a 500 team with Marvin Lewis at head coach. Mm-hmm. No, they weren't as downtrodden as people like to remember. Yeah. And they were really bad for a while. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to take a lot for him to be considered the whiz kid. You know, yeah. I, I don't think – I think people kind of see through what's going on there. At 14 is Cliff Kingsbury. He'd be lower for me. Yeah. If you remember when we did this a few weeks ago, uh, that was on Pro Football Focus, correct? Or was that Football Outsiders? That we I think it was Focus. Right? And they had him second. Right. That was oh ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. It's know. funny. I heard the Mike Lombardi's podcast after that, and they asked him that direct question, and he almost like spit his water out on the air. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, like he's closer to being fired than he is being second. Yeah, no, I agree. No one, no one in the league thinks he's second. Nobody. nobody, nobody. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly s t banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. 
At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. I can't, I can't argue with this one. Next one either. 13 is Kevin Stefanski. Agreed. It's funny. We had a conversation on my podcast today of who are some teams that look like good teams that could have an utter collapse. And the Browns were the obvious answer, but I mentioned Dallas and you know, a couple of teams that I'm not super high on the coach. And I just think Stefanski coach of the year, two years ago, and he probably would have got my vote that year or, you know, runner up or so, but I don't know that he's going to handle the rough waters and the waters are rough. The waters are very rough. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, at 12 is Frank Reich. I think he leaves a little to be desired. I mean, like if he got fired, he'd get picked up next week. You know, I mean, I think he's probably over the hump where he's probably a head coach as long as he wants to be at this point. But everyone just wants to blame Wentz for them missing the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Reich's going to blame one. Reich's Wentz one was two. a massive schedule. Yeah. yeah. Reich, Reich is one and two in, in his four first four seasons in the playoffs. So he's only gotten them there twice. Yeah. They're I mean, pretty good teams. And with, with a pretty good, you know, a pretty good roster. Yeah. I mean, I think so. their GM in front of office is strong. The one thing about that, that team that's crazy, though, is they have a new quarterback every year. Every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've now become the Broncos. Yeah. Right. I mean, as soon as Locke retired, it's been every year. 11 is Doug Peterson. Probably. I mean, everyone calls him the professional in the room. He's got a Super Bowl title. Didn't have an overwhelming resume when he got hired by the Eagles, but seems like a stabilizing force, typical lifetime backup quarterback like Wright. Is there any difference between Doug Peterson and Lovey Smith? No. I don't think so either. Right, right. I think they're kind of the same guy. Like, okay, yeah. they were pretty good coordinators. Uh, you know, they they're if, if you're they're your head coach, you're okay. Right. They know they know yeah. what they're doing. You know, they've both been in Super Bowls and you know, okay. If but are Jackson they would have hired Lovey, you would say, Well, he's been around the block, he's gonna establish culture, you know, good stuff, but he's not probably the long term answer. Okay. Yeah, it goes back to I, I think he was pretty rough on uh, Lovey Smith. Number yeah, ten. Yeah, this one would probably get a lot of uh pushback in a lot of places. But when you look at the playoff record, it's not that great. Mike Frabel. Hmm. I mean, you're talking top 10. I, I don't know that anyone should be offended. No, but I've I'm seen a Rabel fan. I've seen a lot of people have him much higher on their list. He's 41 and 24 in his career, which 631. That's not that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Playoff records two and three. And they were the one seed last year in a bad division. That division bad has division. been, yeah. you know, the Jaguars and Texans over the last few, few years have been bad. You're close to guaranteed four wins a year. Right. There's not many teams in the league that can say say that. Um, I mentioned, you know, teams that might crater this year. I could see Tennessee cratering this year too. Yeah, I mean that Ten- that roster is getting a little thin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If Tannehill and Henry both look old, and Burks isn't ready, and Woods is fighting an injury, like ooh, it could get bad. This number nine is another one that I might actually have lower. This guy's in his sixth season as a head coach. He's got a 39 and 42 career record. Kyle Shanahan. I think mm. Kyle Shanahan's very good as a coordinator. Yeah. 
I don't know that he's a good head coach. I don't either. Uh, I don't think he's a good GM slash team builder. And he's the biggest stick in that building. That's not Lynch. I mean, he has the power. I think if you would ask all 32 head coaches, who's the best offensive mind in the who's league? The top, who's the guy? He'd probably be him. Yeah. Who's yeah. the guy you don't want to scheme your defense against? I think him. Him. Yeah. But I don't know that he's a good head coach either. And multiple sources have told me that part of it's because he's so high on himself and sort of rightfully so, but he thinks he can do it with any player and he kind of treats them all like robots. And I don't think that flies. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, number eight is Pete Carroll. I was wondering when his name would come up because I'm starting to believe that he's, I don't want to say lost it. That's not respectful enough for some of these guys. Yeah. But he is not really, I remember the end of the Chuck Noll era, you know, the games passed him by or the end of the Landry era, you hear these things. I'm starting to wonder. I mean, like, you got to throw the ball a little bit more. You can't just run 50 plays a game. Yeah, you this, know? I mean, this, is, yeah. this isn't 2000 or 19 or right, 1999. Right. You do have to change a little bit with the times. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Matt LaFleur. Tremendous. 30, I'm sure I see it. But 39 and 10 in the regular season. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. and three in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not going to kill him for two and three three you know Rodgers has not been great in the playoffs they've had right. a, they've lost games they were favored in I get it but we also talk about how hard it is to win in the playoffs it's only five games he won two of them his record's remarkable you know and he's respected I had a hard time giving him credit but I don't know that anyone we mentioned I'd have over him yeah yeah so number six Sean McDermott I agree. Yeah, I think he's a pretty good coach. I do. Yeah. Back to McDermott real quick. And this is actually a Flores thing is when they were, quote, tanking, like the year they got rid of Robert Woods before Josh Allen was there, dumping Sammy Watkins and, you know, inherited an awful cap situation. They made the playoffs. They had no right. business getting in there. But, I mean, that was one of the problems with Flores was he won too many games with Miami. Yeah, right. You couldn't take <laughs> yeah, it off the owners. Right, right. That gets, that gets us into our top five. Okay, which we probably could figure out, but yeah. Number five, John Harbaugh. Strong. I think he's a Hall of Fame. I mean, you've sat in those Hall of Fame rooms. Do you think he gets in? Um, I think eventually. I, I think yeah, there's, st yeah. there's still a little bit more work to do. Um, but I, I, I mean, he's 137 and 88 uh, is his career record. Uh, mm -hmm. This is year 15 for him. Uh, so not quite 10 games per season. He's just under that. He's 11 and eight in the playoffs, which is very good. Very um, good. Yeah. I don't know. In the Super Bowl again, 11 and eight. That's the thing people don't understand. An 11 and eight record for a head coach in the playoffs. It's remarkable. Is outstanding. Right. I mean, there's two facets of that. First off, you played 19 playoff games, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And you won more than you lost. I mean, if you win more than you lost in a sample size, more than five or six. Wow. That's impressive stuff. Yeah. Anything around 500 for a head coach in the playoffs yeah. is, is really good. And it's like call of famer guys. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, Mike Tomlin. Good. I think that's just, um, I would put Tomlin slightly over Harbaugh, but I think they should always kind of be linked or close. They're always going to be linked together. Yeah. 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 How do their records compare? 
Tomlin is 154, 85, and 2. So he's got a 643 winning percentage. Uh, Harbaugh is 609. Wow. I thought they'd be a little closer. And, uh, of course, uh, Tomlin, 8 and 9 in the playoffs, 1 and 1 in Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Which, again, isn't as bad as it sounds. I mean, right. 500, if you've played 18, 19, or 17, 18 games in the playoffs, is pretty darn good. Number three. This was going to shock you. Bill Belichick. Is he losing a little off the fastball too? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) some of these dorky spreadsheets I've been looking at lately are pretty impressive for the Patriots. Like their offensive numbers, yards per play, um, percentage of turning drives into points are near the top of the league and they didn't have any playmakers and they're always awesome on special teams. They win in the margins. They don't lose games. And I go back to two years ago or even last year. I mean, that's not a playoff roster and they weren't a good playoff team, but he got them in the year before Brady left and won the Super Bowl in Tampa and all the Patriots, you know, hung it up because of COVID they all rested the year and he won seven out of 16, but we're talking about top five here. I mean, so you're kind of splitting hairs. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I think everyone just puts him in a one, you know, any other coach goes essentially 16 and 16, the last two seasons, which is basically what the the Patriots have done. They've been a 500 team the last two years. Mm -hmm. You'd probably say, okay, that, that coach, you know, probably not done. his. It's probably not done his best job. Right. I mean, Separating GM Belichick and Coach Belichick, I think, is difficult. It's tough, yeah. GM Belichick is, I think, bad now, which is hard to say. Number two, Sean McVay. I get it. I mean, Hall of Fame pace, just won the Super Bowl. He's won a lot of games. What's his winning percentage? Uh, He's high 60s. 55 and 26. That's a 679, 7 and 3 in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think it's long enough stretch to say that's not fluky. Yeah. No, he's then, he's solid. Agreed. And that leaves us Andy Reid, number one. Is Andy Reid your number one head coach now? Now, people need to remember, before Andy Reid got Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid had a losing record post in the postseason. Doesn't surprise me. He's um, now 19 and 16, one and two in Super Bowls. A couple Andy Reid things, though. He got the most out of Alex Smith before Mahomes took over. He did. I'm sure they don't mention this, but I bet I can almost guarantee it's either him or Belichick has the best record versus division foes. I mean, he just, I'm not sure if it goes back to his Eagles days, so maybe I stand corrected. But since he's been the Chiefs head coach, they lose like one game a year in the division. And it's, I mean, this, is, this is now his, yeah, this is now his 10th season in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, you know, I bet he has like eight losses in the AFC West. You really, yeah, you really almost have to look at Reed's career record as, as two different entities. Yeah. I mean, because let's not forget what people thought of him in Philly, too, was, boy, great offensive mind, really likable, eats a bunch of steaks, but can't manage the clock to save his life. Yeah. You know, like that was his reputation. If you had one guy to game plan offensively, were you taking Andy Reid or you taking Kyle Shanahan? Shanahan. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, they're both up there. People rave about Sean Payton, too, which, you know, that he's one of the guys everyone studies every year. Yeah, I think I'm taking Shanahan. Especially if I have a Mac Jones-like quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just have a guy there or, you know, Pickett or Trubisky or, you know, I mean, somebody that I'm not sure about. I think the foundation of Shanahan's running game is really strong base to go off of. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. But kind of a uh, pivotal year for Reed, though. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, they're going to change how they play on offense this year, and we'll see how that uh, how where that mm-hmm. takes them. Right, right. That is going to do it for our first segment. We're going to uh, take a I, break. I know we're done, but one last Reed note. I meant to say this about his Eagle days. He won a lot of games with Kevin Cobb, Ty Detmer, yeah. Detmer. You know, guys that aren't good. You know, yeah. No, he certainly did that, but uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there. Friendly S&T Banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 